0: Captain's Log, Stardate 75757.8 I have received new visual data from the V'ger incident from over a century ago. Assisted by Lieutenant Commander Eric, along with our station resources, we are examining the data to determine what else may have occurred. This episode of These Are the Voyages is dedicated to... Same software, different case. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me once again, my dear friend, Lieutenant Commander Eric. What's happening, bud?
1: Hello. How are you, Chase? I'm doing quite well.
0: Oh, that was that was swell.
1: Very swell. Eric's
0: doing well. Yeah, Eric's doing well. That is swell. Mm-hmm. I Very like it. Swell. I was trying to like keep. I was trying to keep the rhyme going, but it just, you know, I'm a poet and I don't know how to make it rhyme every time. Stuff like that. You. I'm know just you gonna know go I mean?
1: back to the well and say I'm swell because I'm doing well.
0: And that's swell.
1: Yep.
0: We can Look do this all night, folks.
1: We can gel. <laughs>
0: Uh, Have you heard about that girl named Mel? Oh, Mel? No? No? Okay.
1: You'll have to tell.
0: Oh! Oh, (laughs) man, look at that! Oh! Oh, you have to tell. You have to tell. That swell right there. That was very well done. Oh, man. We can just keep the rhyme, rhyming going with the same two words. I love it. I love it. Love it. This is talent. This is hey, pure talent hey, right I here. I used,
1: I used well in two different contexts though, right? Like I'm doing well, <laughs> but I'm going back to the well. So that doesn't count as the same word.
0: <laughs> right. You, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's true. Oh, we gotta love the English language. We gotta love it. Oh, look at this go. Yes, yes. D-du- love the double meaning. Going back to the well because it's well. The well is well. You know what I'm saying? Oh Lord, this is. I'm going to cut all this right here. Maybe I don't know. I mean, you're not rambling or babbles and whatever babbling brooks. What's fine. Whatever.
1: Listen, I think people expect a little bit of rambling from us.
0: Uh, probably. That, okay, yeah, probably. Yeah. That, that's a true. That is a true statement right there, my dude. Right there. So. Yeah. Anyway, well, apart from being swell and going back to the well, because it's well, uh, what's been happening in your world uh, since the last time we we uh, beamed in to hang out with each other?
1: Nothing. Just, uh, you know, living life, doing the things, right? Nice. Um, you, uh, you know, Fiesta here in San Antonio just ended. We went to the King Williams Fair part of it at the yeah. end.
0: Nice. I'd never
1: been to it, so that was fun. Nice. Really, really expensive. Not nice. (laughs) Not nice, but the (laughs) experience was nice, but it was very expensive.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, while you were um, off having fun um, since the last time we we, um, hung out um, talking Trek, um, I had the absolute joy and privilege of having a stomach bug it was fantastic Mm,
1: that's a privilege yeah
0: boy is it a privilege oh my gosh yeah like i i have an idea like what caused it but i don't want to say it out loud because i don't want to have to potentially run to the restroom thinking about it you know what i'm saying Mm, okay Mm, yeah it's 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 still a trigger for me at this point um (laughs) yeah it was it was bad like most of Friday, I was not feeling too, too swell. So, um, yeah, I, I ended up at one point just laid up in bed. I like took a nap for like two or three hours, woke up, um, got like a drink or whatever, went back in, watched a couple episodes of Blue Bloods on Paramount Plus, got caught up, passed out for like an hour and a half, woke up and then Got a drink of water and then went to bed for like the rest of the night and woke up at like eight or nine the next morning. And that like never happens. And, um, yeah, stomach bugs are great for like losing weight in like a moment, but, um, hmm, not a good long term solution for weight management. I'm just I saying. All,
1: I've always said I need to get the type of sick where you lose like 10 pounds. I need to get that <laughs> type of sick. <laughs> That's the type of sick I want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: no, I don't want that. I don't know if you do. I really
0: don't know if you do.
1: <laughs> so, so you know, there's this stereotype that us men, when we get sick, we turn into like big babies, right?
0: That's that. Yes.
1: That's a stereotype. Preach. Was that was that you?
0: Not will you like really. Michelle?
1: Take care of me.
0: No. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, we, uh, how much of a rabbit trail do I want to go down? Uh, very, very quick and brief rabbit trail that connects back to this. So, we we've been trying to find like new dentists. I can't remember if I had mentioned that on the show before. And we checked one out, and it, it was like this weird like like financial system that they have like just oddball i'm not going to go into it and so i wanted to go up to the office to like try and like make sense of it because it was just kind of confusing so i did and i was like i don't want to deal with this like hon just like call or text me when you're done and i'll come pick you up and whatever because like it's like a mile from the house, it's like no big deal and i'm back like all of like 20 minutes and it was supposed to be an hour and a half and like oh yeah i'm done great so I get back and I'm like freezing and he's like have you taken your temperature I'm like no and uh, took it and uh, it was not the temperature that you want to see so I'm like I'm gonna go lay down you play Lego whatever and we'll call it a day so no I was not a big baby to answer the question Um, I just took the opportunity took every opportunity I could to sleep and it was fantastic it was glorious and, uh, it, yeah, it was glorious. I think I had some, like, Club Crackers and um, some 7-Up, and it was great. So okay. anytime I get to have Club Crackers is, is a treat. I, Are you I think a, it's a treat.
1: tomato soup or chicken noodle soup person when you're sick?
0: Um, so between those two, chicken noodle. But, like, my, my, si- my sick soup of choice will always be potato soup. I'm a, I'm a potato soup kind of guy when I'm sick. Yeah. So the only place that comes close to making it like my mom did is uh, Panera, like Panera bread. So, um, you know, we're we're going broke uh, whenever we're, we're running up to uh, Panera, like multiple times to, <laughs> to get like their vat of soup, basically. So... Anyway, that's that's all I got to say about that. But all, all all is well in the grand scheme of things. No more pukies and other nasty things that came as a result of it. So um, anyway, well, um, enough of enough of that. Um, Eric, there was this. There's this little flick that came out uh, not too long ago. You know, like about forty three years ago. Thereabouts, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little tiny little film, and um, it ended up going through um, a couple different um, iterations, and uh, the latest of which is what we're going to be talking about today. What do you think about that, man?
1: Really, was it forty-three years ago? Seventy-nine. When I think back, I think back that long ago, you know, doesn't seem like forty-three years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Am I mathing wrong?
1: No, I, I think you're mathing right. Okay. I'm making a joke because I wasn't around 43 years ago.
0: Well, I hate to burst your bubble, my man, but I wasn't either.
1: <laughs> nope.
0: You're the old man. You're the one that's closer to it than me.
1: Yeah, by like three months.
0: <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> hey, you know what? You take every little bit that you can, you know, as you as you climb up in them years. So I mean, I mean, let me know, you know, what it's like, you know, whenever you have to start, you know, making metamucil and prune juice part of oh. your like your daily regimen, my man.
1: Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> prune juice is a warrior's drink. Though. It is. A,
0: it is a warrior's drink, though. I'm sorry, Worf. I'm sorry, my man. I know it's a warrior's drink. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the directors um, edition of, of um, uh, Star Trek the Motion Picture. And um, with that, uh, before we we actually start like kind of talking about like th- what the big to do is, I suppose, or the ideas or the whatever stuff behind it, um, I kind of wanted to um, to maybe first talk a little bit about, um, maybe, uh, where where the, just the motion picture in general, like regardless of like whether it's like the special edition, the whatever edition, just the movie itself. Okay, um, there are, are um, as far as I know, there are 13 Star Trek movies out there: six from the original cast, four from the Next Generation cast, and of course the three from the Kelvin timeline. Um, So, generally speaking, where would you say that this flick would maybe fit in terms of like your preference or ranking or like general placement of it? However you want to answer that, I suppose.
1: Yeah. So, from like an enjoyment perspective, it's like lower on the list probably because, man, it... It's probably the longest of the mo- all the movies, right? I mean, maybe some of the J.J. New track is... is Calvin the movies are longer. But I think of, like, the first ten, it's probably the longest of them. Mm-hmm. And there are some points where it feels long. Like, like, we all know there are some points where it just feels long. So, is it going to be one of those, like, I want to watch a Star Trek movie and I'm going to turn on Star Trek The Motion Picture? That's not the one I'm choosing, right? I'm, right, I'm right. choosing several other ones. But I think it's it's probably a better movie than some of those ones that are more enjoyable. And I know for some people that might sound strange to hear that. Like, people are like, well, if the movie's more enjoyable, then it's got to be a better movie. Well, not necessarily. Um, so, I, but... It's probably somewhere right in the middle for me, like six seven eight right in that range of if you're gonna rank them from one to thirteen, it'd be six seven or eight somewhere in there.
0: I got gotcha. you, I gotcha, yeah, um this is in in i I have a sneaking suspicion that we might end up having part of this be part of the you know be part of the conversation when we get into the movie itself, but I think this is probably the most like uh, Star Trek, like true to form story out of all 13 that are are out there. Like if you wanted to like really pull something, I'd say straight up out of TOS, this is it, Mm -hmm. right? Like this is like the most like, I mean like Roddenberry was like, like, really huge into this i mean this is actually supposed to be part of like this is supposed to end up being like phase two like this this the the spinoff the first spinoff really of of the original cast uh which we later got basically um next gen as a result of this so yeah um we <laughs> we were just talking a few minutes ago you know about um you know not feeling well or whatever this is this has been like the film that I put on and and before I say what I'm about to say next I want y'all to say I want I want everyone to know that I got a lot of love for like the original cast I do I promise for original series um for all six of the original cast films and I realize that this is someone or someone's Favorite Star Trek film. So, having made that disclaimer, this is typically the film that I put on when I'm sick so I can fall asleep and get some rest.
1: Yeah, I've heard you say that before, and and I totally get it. Like, I told there are some moments where, like, this is like going on for a long time. Yes. And it's like in the movie, it's like two hours and
0: 17 15, minutes
1: 15 minutes or something like that but that's yeah. with the credits but it's like 55 minutes before we even like Spock gets, shows up to the ship and we're just like leaving space dock it's like dang there's a lot of like introductory stuff here mm-hmm
0: mm-hmm yeah um, so in terms of like placement for me um, this is going to be, um, uh, probably it's going to be like about like, uh, probably like around the, the general area that you would put it like, you know, six, seven, eight, seven, eight, nine kind of, kind of, uh, ranking area, uh, for the most part. So, um, it's, it's not a, it's not as horrible as I think some people make it out to be, like maybe even I've made it out to be in the past. Um, this movie is one of those, those movies where it, it kind of grows on you like a fungus, if I can say it that way, um, or just grows on you with time, I think.
1: Well, I think by the time we get to the end and we get the payout, I think the payout is incredible. Right? Like just the, the concept and the idea of this like machine wanting more and wanting to understand, like, how can I evolve, and how can I like get better, and what more is there to learn? Is like, it's very Star Trek at its core, and and it's it's an incredible payout. It just takes forever to get to that moment.
0: Yeah, it, there's there's a lot of there's there's a lot of slow burn that that really takes place this entire entire film, which. To I'd say the more modern audience, like we have these days, like it's like if something's not happened three seconds from now, like we're already bored type of thing. So you have to like um, really like ex- like take this film for what it is, right? Like th- from the time in which it came from, and like what it was trying to do, what it did do. Um, and in, in some ways, like what it what really can't be done anymore. like th- that, that's just kind of like, um, I guess like it's an artifact of its time, if I can just kind of put it that way. Yeah, well,
1: um, let's think about when it came out. 1979, right? Right. right. So two years prior, you had Star Wars. Mm-hmm. right? A new hope. It was just called Star Wars back then. You know, huge blockbuster, but it was like go, 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 go. The whole time, that's a very fast-paced, tightly edited movie. Star Wars, right? A New Hope.
0: Um, eh, maybe. maybe it's maybe that's
1: a sure. pretty well edited movie, and the pace just like is very snappy. Um, but then also in 1979, you had Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which is a fantastic movie directed by Steven Spielberg with you know Richard Dreyfuss. Um, but that movie. Have you ever seen Close Encounters of the Three Con Chase?
0: I'm no. But but I bet uh, there's a, another show that I listened to and they just did like the whole like musical talk about close encounters and I keep hearing uh people say that, you know, John Williams is the voice of the ship or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I have to. I mean, I know he's not the actual voice, but he gives voice to the ship, so now I have to watch it.
1: Okay, but the point I'm trying to make is that Close Encounters of the Third Kind is not a fast-paced movie. <laughs> okay. It has definite moments where it slows down and the pacing is like, wow, we are just camping out right here for a while. Like, But then like the final payout scene is enormously long and there are some points like, we could probably snappy up this... This payout moment <laughs> at the end but like it, it feels like that it feels like the, the final scene goes on for a long time Sure. and so you know with that movie coming out you know basically and being so successful I feel like all the executives at Paramount were probably like yeah we could probably make this thing long and it'll be good we'll make money I'm pretty sure this movie made money right
0: um, yeah
1: I mean it launched the whole film series if this wasn't successful I don't think we would have gotten the other movies
0: well this I mean this this particular movie did put the the movie franchise for Star Trek in jeopardy um, like from a couple of different standpoints like um, like it was it was being pieced together as it went for the most part um, like there was a locked date for, um, I think it was like November, December of 79. And it was just like the, the person that was originally going to be doing like all like the models and like the, like all the shot, those kind of shots and stuff just had to, w- had to, you know, be, uh, let go essentially. So like, it was like bringing in someone new and having to go through that whole process, rewrites of scripts. You know, and then having to piece together, cobble together, like the different um, shots that they did have. So it was, it was a nightmare, and there was no, there was no um, testing, like no, no audience test, which I think is is it what the famous blunder um, that a lot of the fandom knows about. Um, and had it been tested sooner, it probably wouldn't, you know, we probably wouldn't be having this kind of conversation that we're having right now about like, okay. Let's, you know, let's go to like warp five, you know, instead of like, you know, warp, you know, point 0.5 or something like that, you know, like, let's, let's go, let's do something. Let's go. So, um, but yeah, like, I mean, that, that's, that's a whole different story. Like if we ever do like wrath of Khan, you know, like what, like how wrath of Khan had to like really kind of step things up to really help move the franchise forward because of some of the stuff that happened with this film, but not here to disparage this film um, at all. But that's just kind of like. Where we're at with with the motion picture, but had there not been a motion picture, there of course wouldn't have been Wrath uh, of Khan or Search for Spock or any of that stuff. Voyage Home, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Yeah, Undiscovered Country, First Contact, Into Darkness. You know,
1: yeah. <laughs> maybe we could do without that one.
0: It had Khan in it. Khan's great. Eric's making a face right now.
1: Khan is great because we know who he is. Like, there's no emotional payout in Star Trek Into Darkness because who is Khan and what is his relation with these characters?
0: Magic blood?
1: Then why not pull somebody else out of one of the other torpedoes and use their blood? <laughs> Okay, we yeah, we can you did a great discussion called Wrath of Darkness a long time ago. You <laughs> talked about that movie. That's not what we're talking about today. No it's not.
0: <laughs> I love how you know the episode names. This is fantastic.
1: I mean, well that was clever, right?
0: Wrath of Darkness. All right. So with with um, with the motion picture, um as we said, it came out in 1979, and um, years, decades—actually, decades—went by, and I think it was around 2001 that they um, they were essentially um,
1: the director Robert Wise, like
0: went went in and he started to um, kind of tweak things and try and like you know bring it kind of like up to snuff, you know, for a more modern audience and you know digital viewing of sorts. So we had uh, we had one of the first uh, remasters of sorts come out in 2001, uh, which is I think I, guess, I suppose that's the one that I'm watching in terms of like the box set that I have on TV DV- on, on the DVDs that I own. Um, so there were still some problems with it, and um, Paramount kind of just was like, all right, let's shelve any future things because I don't think I don't think they ain't ready. They ain't ready for for any more of this type of stuff quite yet. Um, And there have been, you know, with the advent of like 4K and uh, new technologies and just a call from like the fan base to have more um, high definition and just um, another go at at the motion picture to really try and not just preserve it, but to also, um, I guess, like future proof this film. Um, is why we have what we have now with the Director's Edition um, in, in the one that we, we saw um, that we're going to be talking about. So, um, Director's Edition finally came out. It's been, kind of, it's been talked about for um, at least a year now that I've been hearing about it, a year or longer.
1: Yeah, I think um, last, uh, last summer.
0: Yeah. And um, it premiered on um, on um, uh, Paramount+. Plus. Uh, not too long ago which is where you can watch it currently um and it will eventually be out on physical media I believe um late summer early fall if I'm not mistaken but before we get too far ahead of ourselves um the the story hasn't really changed um in terms of like the motion picture so um we I mean we could do a drive-by fruiting of that if we really wanted to um I mean, I, I suppose we probably should. If for sure. anyone that's maybe, maybe never seen the motion picture, we can kind of do like a quick little synopsis. Um, so I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, Eric, but if you wouldn't mind with the drive-by fruiting, I'd appreciate it.
1: Exterior, space. Here we go. Three Klingon yeah. ships. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so there's this anomaly this cloud in space that's headed towards headed straight towards earth and three Klingon ships try to attack it and they get destroyed it basically destroys some uh, like observatory space station thing and it's on a direct course for Earth and because there are no ships in the vicinity the Enterprise has to be the one to go and investigate this anomaly that's headed straight for earth and um admiral kirk newly promoted admiral kirk or two years promoted admiral kirk who wants his ship back takes the ship back from the captain and says we're going to go investigate this cloud in space and uh there's some gratuitous slow-mo like it's like 6 minutes exterior shots of the new Enterprise. And I get fancy new ship for the movie, right? You had to upgrade the look of it. But like Mm -hmm. First Contact did the same thing. We got a brand new shiny ship and we didn't have to have six minutes of exterior gratuity.
0: (laughs) Exterior gratuity? (laughs) (laughs)
1: know how else to describe it's literally just six minutes of kirk and scotty flying a little shuttle looking around the ship Mm -hmm. where the the new the and what we think of as like the star trek theme song is playing the whole time this is where like you know that jerry goldsmith theme song came from that we think about it as the next generation theme song because it plays during the credits there but it really came from the motion picture
0: that's a true statement
1: and so you know we eventually we fly into this cloud and it's enormous and we have some more exterior shots of the ship flying by because we have to have exterior shots this is where I'm saying this like let's snap the pace here come on and you know, eventually we learn that this. I mean, are we gonna just tell what, what the cloud is?
0: That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the statute of limitations on spoilers is yeah. over like three and a half decades ago.
1: Yeah. So eventually, at the heart of this cloud is an old Earth satellite Earth Earth um probe, right? That got right. sent out to explore our solar system and possibly beyond. Voyager 6 which is not a real probe it's not a real one Um, and uh, it you know eventually traveled farther on it crashed into some machine planet and these machines these living machines thought that it was a living machine and they sent it back because it's directive Voyager 6 directive was collect all the information you can and report back home but, like, now this is where, like, we get consciousness. It, it gets sent back and it takes up so much, picks up so much knowledge and information that it gains consciousness and it becomes "veger" because it's Ooh. like you, you can't see the word Voyager. It's just Vijir. Oi! It's Vijir. You know, it wants to return home to meet its creator, to understand yep. its purpose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and along the way there are there are certainly some shenanigans that happen with with our cast. Um, of course, you know, with meeting our characters and kind of catching up with where they've been. So, one thing I want to point out, um, and I realize we probably have we have listeners from different, um, you know, ex- uh, exposure levels of of Star Trek. Some that are. You know dyed in the wool some that are brand new or maybe not as diehard, or whatever it might be but you know when to some like this has been 10 years since you know the the cast or the crew have been together right but in reality we got to remember that there was the first animated star trek show that was taking place to kind of round out the five-year mission so, I mean, that was going on in the 70s. And as we talked about many, 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 many years ago, um, Star Wars and Star Trek both scratched each other's back in terms of like, uh, you know, being what they are today for the most part. And like, that's all, I'm just gonna leave it at that. So for some, th- 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 I mean, they're, they're, I mean, there literally has been 10 years since, you know, we saw like the live action t- type stuff, but you know, we're catching up. We're seeing where Spock is now, you know, w- being on, on Vulcan and like what's going on. And we're meeting like these this new Vulcan who's supposed to be on the ship with um, with Decker. You know, it's not even Kirk's enterprise anymore. It's Decker's enterprise for crying out loud. Um, it doesn't have the same nacelles. It's, it's a weird looking n- upgraded nacelle kind of scheme. Um, And instead of it being like very vibrant and bright colors, they're very muted, you know, colors. Like grayscale, almost gray, not grayscale, but just very muted colors and like a lot of chrome um, on the walls too. Um, At one point, and I I know I'm like looking ahead, but it almost looked like they reused a lot of the sets from the motion picture um, on certain um sets for the enterprise D just from like um
1: some of like the hallways kind of look. Like the
0: yeah mhm not only that but like even uh whenever i believe it was um kirk bones and spock they're like they go into like this sitting area and like i know it wasn't necessarily 10 forward but like the 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 couches the chairs the whatever they look like they were like they got recycled maybe like reupholstered or something because um, i swear like those those red chairs look way too similar to to what we see in next gen but i'm getting ahead of myself i think um, I, don't, I don't know if you noticed that eric
1: i didn't but i can see that now that you said it
0: so um anyway um as as i was like getting ready for this show um I was, like, looking at, like, some different notes, some different ideas for what makes the director's edition the director's edition. Um, with the, the film being over 40 years old, um, 2019 would have been the 40th anniversary of the film, obviously, uh, by math standards, as long as I'm math correctly. And, um, Eric, can you check my work? Yeah, you did that right. Yes. Yeah. Did it, guys. A+. Plus. I get Check. Ooh, not even not even a hey, get a check. I like a check. Anyway, um, <laughs> thanks, teach. So, so anyways, um, looking at looking at the notes and like the the ideas behind the director's edition, some of the things were um, like we said earlier to bring it more up to you know, twenty uh, first century kind of viewing standards and trying to future proof the thing. And they had intentionally, and I, I want to check with Eric and see if he like noticed any of this too. Um, they went in and used, um, they upgraded like color palettes essentially, um, to make them less cold and I guess, um, granular for the most part. Um, and to make them just uh, more, more warm, you know, less cold, more warm and just more natural in general. Did you, did you notice that in your viewing experience?
1: I, I definitely noticed that on some of like, um, <clears throat> the, like, on some of the I'll, the very few scenes were in San Francisco. Like, I definitely noticed it was, like, a much brighter color. It, it shined, shined more. And then the scene where, like, the V'ger probe, like, scans the bridge looks completely different. Like, I definitely mm-hmm. noticed that. Like, something in that scene when they film, I don't know if it was, because it special effects weren't that great you know in the late 70s um so however they had to film that scene with that like probe that looks like lightning essentially like like it's very dark and grainy in the the film that I'm used to seeing and it looked a lot different here Mm -hmm. much much more like it fit
0: the the thing for me like, Vul- like Vulcan uh whenever we we get there um, in the very beginning with with Spock uh at the top of the film I could tell the 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 shots just look so much richer um so much more um, detailed a lot sharper um, just the colors in general looked Brilliant, even for it being, you know, as as red and and steamy and whatever as as it was intended to look. It just, I thought it lo- I thought it looked really good, really good.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I've heard that they had a lot of problems filming that scene because it was like shot. It was like a paint is a painting, you know. A lot of the mm-hmm. movies back then used paintings um, as their backdrop, but like they had problems lighting it back then.
0: And that and that doesn't surprise me, you know. Um the I think that the, the the point of demarcation when I was really like, dang, this looks good was from the time that Chekhov gets injured onward, it just looked like a like a totally upgraded film to me. Like I like there was just something Qual, um, qualitatively different about that moment onward for me and I don't know if, if you paid as close of attention in terms of like the timing of stuff like with scenes in terms of like when you thought like okay this is really taking off
1: uh, no I I really didn't I was I spent a lot of my time looking for like new scenes Right, I don't know okay. if Because, like, when I hear the word, like, director's cut or director's edition, I'm thinking, like, you know, there were scenes that got left on the cutting room that they filmed that got left on the cutting room floor and that are now finding their way back in. I'm thinking, like, the Star Wars, like, special editions in 1997. There are, like, new scenes in them, and there are, like, things that were added. And if you watch, like, Aliens... Like, there are sev- like, the director's cut of Aliens, directed by James Cameron, has, like, several new scenes that are not in the original. And so, like, when I was like, director's edition, oh, I wonder what we're going to see that's extra that we didn't see before. And I kept looking for those type of things, and I didn't notice any extra scenes. Like I did. It either. was the same movie, it just looked different.
0: Yes, and yes. The I think the I, I, I don't I don't normally do this when I'm by myself. Like I don't like usually have like an audible when I'm by myself. But dude, okay, can we can we just like talk about this for a minute? Like it's probably like nothing in the grand scheme of things, but I was just straight up impressed I was just so impressed whenever we are like looking into V'ger it's it's before you know it's before um um it's after the wormhole thing it's um even before Spock does like his little like jetpack launch thing it's when we're like really like scanning, like we're on screening and we're like seeing like mm-hmm. the beautiful like blues and the, the greens and the everythings and I'm like, dang, that that looks good. That just looks really good. Like they did a really good job mastering that. And I, and I just remember I was like looking, I'm like, wow.
1: No, and that's what I'm saying, like we get these Gratuitous—I call them gratuitous because they're just meant to highlight. Look at the scale or the scope of this. Look at how good it looks. And maybe it looked maybe back in 1979, people thought, "Yeah, that looks really good." But when I'm watching it in the mid 2000s, you know, especially when you just had like. The Matrix had just come out, and then you're watching right. this, and you're like, eh, it doesn't look very good. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 And so, yeah, it did. It did, I thought it did. It looked more, it did pop off the screen more. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I did laugh a little bit, and I realize I'm jumping around, but I did laugh a little bit. Um, when we got, when, when, like, the opening um, credits and, and titles and everything are, are coming up, like, just how, like, bedazzled, like, the opening was. Like, it was, like, hyper-glitter. It was like, hey, who's got the glitter gun? Tom? Uh, the Starfield Tom.
1: at the beginning?
0: Tom, come on. Come here, Tom. All right, Tom. Glitter gun the heck out of that title. Go. Yeah, man. Like there was like it was like so sparkly. Like oh my gosh. Yeah, like it's,
1: it's like how in Discovery we joke like the pyro guy, pyro guy. <laughs> I gotta get my work in. Now the glitter, the glitter gun, the glitter guy, gun guy. <laughs> he's gonna get his work in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> his call sheet is only for two days, and it is to bedazzle and glitter gun the heck out of the titles and Starfield. Go, Tom. <laughs>
1: Tom. Yeah, and, there, and there's a closing scene too at the end when Kirk's like where to and they're like ah, out there that away <laughs> and then there's some more starfield at the end too
0: it's Tom man it's Tom <laughs> I just want to just want to Tom Tom you did a great Tom Tom did a great job I just wanted to let him know that he did a good job so I mean anyway good job Tom. good job Tom Has anyone checked on Tom to see how he's doing? I mean it's been a minute. But I mean like he's got talent. He's got like raw talent, you know, with that glitter gun. I'm just saying. We could learn a thing or two from him, Eric.
1: I hate glitter. It gets (laughs) everywhere. It's it's I know you have a little girl, so it gets you probably have glitter in your house, but
0: You know, okay, so there was um there was recently like a little Um, Easter egg hunt like a pre-Easter Easter Easter egg hunt um, over my dad's uh, the beach at my my dad's neighborhood and she comes home because I had to like do like a ton of grading since I was sick on the day that I would have normally done it she comes home and she's like daddy I want to I want to go outside with you for a second I'm like okay and she's like daddy kneel down I'm like okay What's going on? And my wife has, like, the camera phone out. I'm like, what is going on? Like, this is not going to end well. And, like, she's, like, walking behind me. I'm like, what's happening? And she takes something. And, like, the next thing I know, there's something, like, crashing on my head. It's one of those confetti eggs. So, like, there's now (laughs) confetti that has exploded all over my head.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And she she's like daddy kneel down and stand still while like I right. confetti egg <laughs> not like surprise confetti egg <laughs> oh
0: no yeah, it was like you have to crack it like you oh that was great yeah Tom would have been proud Tom would have been proud it was it was good work with that confetti egg oh man anyway where were we man where were we um, glitter gun guy. yeah glitter gun yeah Tom Tom the glitter gun guy bedazzling it love it um, yeah so like this <laughs> this this the a lot of the stuff was bedazzled that's for dang sure the the graphics the the visuals were certainly updated um, in terms of like the 4k stuff like I guess they um, generally do I, I suppose is they de-dusted it so they like what fabrized it they swiffered it they somethinged it um,
1: I have no idea what all that means
0: but like they basically like really really just made the real like whenever they were like scanning like the actual film and and like you know converting it for 4K like it really helped take like some of like the the dirt the dust the whatever there is i I don't know the technical terms i'm sorry everyone out there um but it just it really gave it like a new just an overall clean like that's the best way i can describe it. just a very clean look for this film in in a way that i hadn't seen on the the dvds that i normally that i have or even the vhs that i originally watched it on when i was younger yeah i say younger that was yeah 15 years ago 16 years ago whatever um but still, yeah,
1: that's that's a long time ago.
0: 15 It's, it's a minute. It's almost a half life. It's almost a half time ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, but one of the other updates that they did, and I want to ask you about this too, Eric, um, and how much maybe you noticed this. Um, but on top of like the visuals, like we were talking about with Tom and his glitter gun, um, with you know the the more crisp images. With the updated graphics and stuff like that, they also um, updated the sound. Um, in in you know really really remastered that, remixed some of that stuff too. And I'm wondering like what your take and what your experience was with some of that.
1: Well, first of all, this the musical score for this film is fantastic. Like setting aside like the the Star Trek theme, right? which was in new and introduced here. It, the musical score is really good. And then you get these like, like almost like electronic tones whenever you're inside the cloud. And um, yeah, I did notice, I did notice some of the, like right in the beginning when the Klingons are like attacking it, like it definitely sounded like it did. It, it, it had a, a fuller sound, like more, almost more intimidating then I think I noticed it before. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The it it it. Maybe it's because I have a sound bar now, but like, it's just something about like this this mix. It's just it really pops. It just it just really really pops, and um, I think I mean sound and music in general. It, it's not it's not just the dialogue. You know that the the actors and like the talent that's on 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 stage deliver, but like the sound, the music also has to be like the invisible um, person too. Like they have they have a role to fulfill too. And I think by by giving a little extra attention to the sound engineering for for this particular director's edition, it really sold it well. Like it it just did a really really good job overall in in making what I think a lot a lot of people I know are saying like this is a new film like like almost a new film entirely which I don't know if that's if that's you know going too far or not I don't know I
1: think that's going a little too far it it, it was the same film like let's be honest it was the same film it just Looks more like you would expect a movie to look in today's day and age.
0: Sure. The um. Was there um. You know, I know we've been ta- I've, I've been you know kind of talking about um what like the updates for the most part have been, and we've kind of been like camping out there. Were there um any. Uh, moments, you are like, man, I wish they would have done like a little bit more with this, or left this alone, or, or anything like that, as you are watching
1: this. Well, like the the transporter scene with the the transporter malfunction, still, right. I just still don't think it looks very good. Like where they lose the the science off the Vulcan science officer and the other guy, um, it's like it's, I don't I don't think that's a particularly good special effect. I don't know if you feel that way or not. Um,
0: I, I I was I mean I was indifferent about about the transporter scene um, with this. Um, I mean I only, just don't
1: know why they had like we had a good transporter effect. I feel like in the in the TV show, and I feel like they were just trying to do something different for the sake of doing something different. And I just I didn't care for it. I don't think it looks particularly good.
0: Sure. The I guess like. The thing I was being a little bit more um, um, critical of sorts with, with the director's edition, was and, and this is like stupid, dude. So just let me have it. Um, the the part where they're they're all uh, being briefed in, I guess it would be like the rec room um, or something like that, and you hear the dude um, from the station. Um, saying his piece and just how grainy and old that looked I'm like you you updated all the things right like you could have just as easily I think like taken that clip done something to it to not make it look as dated because to me like that is like the one thing out of all the things in the in the movie. That just seemed to stand out like a sore thumb well maybe with, with, maybe with the update. That's,
1: maybe that's on purpose it's supposed to look bad on purpose because like the station is sort of like it's not under attack in a sense but it's like under attack in air quotes sure and so like they're having trouble with their communication so it's supposed to look bad that looks really bad it did it did yeah it did.
0: i mean it looked really bad but hey whatever whatever um, but, I mean was there uh, apart from that like was there like uh, just anything like stand out like yeah they like nailed it they just nailed it like bravo well done type of thing
1: I mean I mean just the thing like to me the one scene that really jumped out was that that V'ger probe scene like go back and watch. Like whatever whatever version you have of it from before. Like I've got the Blu-ray set from before, and watch this one. It's totally different. Like it really is. I don't know what they had to do to film that that lightning probe thing on the bridge before, but it did not look good. And I think here it's really seamless and looks like it belongs there. So I think they nailed that.
0: Okay. Okay. Very good yeah the I think I already said in my piece like with with just like the, the field in general uh, like the the feature field the feature whatever that is um, just I thought that looked really good so um, I guess like I mean I don't know how much more there really is to kind of talk through unless there's just like a like a burning something or another that you wanted to to work through
1: no I just feel like you know we get to the end of this movie right when when we finally get there I think some of these some of the the payout and some of these quotes are just fantastic like and I, I really want to stress how much like I think this movie sticks the landing right it's sometimes movies like they start good and they have a great premise and then they mm-hmm. just they can't stick the landing. Mm-hmm. Well, this movie nailed the landing, like, yeah. really, really perfectly. I think
0: the um the the thing that I'm I'm wondering, okay, is for for people that for whatever reason um, actually take our opinion into account for something. Um, Would you say that the director's edition is an edition worth investing in for like physical media?
1: So is this like there's 87 different versions of Blade Runner? Should I get all of them? Right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I I feel like when I bought Blade Runner, it it was like the four version collection. So it had like they're like four discs, and each one has like a different version of the of the movie. And I've watched them all. I'm like, yeah, okay. There's the one with the voiceover, which is kind of odd and out of place. But then the other ones are like they're not that much difference. Like, why did I why did I do that?
0: Because you're a completionist.
1: I know, right? Um, (laughs) Do people still buy physical copies of things? Like, I, I I have I mean I haven't bought a physical movie in a long time I mean I use I have a big collection a big you know yeah collection of movies that I've bought over the years um, I like to buy the criterion collection stuff because I think they do a good job of remastering them and I mean it used to you couldn't really find a lot of the criterion stuff like, on streaming but now now they're all over there's a criterion channel it's on streaming channel um i feel like you know if you're a star trek fan like star trek is disappearing from a lot of the streaming services like isn't it like it's leaving netflix i think it's leaving mm-hmm. amazon prime so i feel like in order to watch star trek streaming you pretty much have to get paramount plus
0: which is by design
1: well, yeah I, I understand yeah. that like yeah. you used to be able to watch a lot of the HBO sh- TV shows on Amazon Prime but they're not there anymore because HBO created its own streaming service so they want you to buy that
0: <laughs> right
1: so like I get I get that so like if you're trying if you're a Star Trek fan and you're trying to watch Star Trek you probably have to get Paramount Plus. Like, it's, like, the one streaming service that, like, you really need um, to be a Star Trek fan. And that's where this is. You're going to get it included. Like, I understand if you want to, like, what happens if your internet goes out, right? And You want to watch Star Trek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I get that. Um, if you're a completionist, yeah, I would say go and buy it. Um, but if you've got Paramount+, Plus it's just right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, um, we are, we're playing like the, the lottery, I guess, when it comes to being able to buy like a PlayStation five, not just so we can, you know, keep up with like the gaming console war nonsense, but so we can also have a two in one, you know, four K player as well. Um, we're just being stubborn like that so for me i mean yeah i already got paramount plus i'm watching all all trek things there i just wish the dang thing wasn't so darn clunky
1: golly i mean i don't i've heard that i don't have the paramount plus app i've just got the channel on amazon prime so i don't get the full experience
0: oh well dude next time you're in town let's go i'll i'll (laughs) We'll have a party. We'll have a, a, a Paramount Plus clunky party. It'll be great. We can both yell at the TV like we're crotchety old men. It'll be fantastic. Um, just, just you wait. Just you wait. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's it's there. It's it's part of like your subscription. Um, even okay, here's the thing. Even if you are not the biggest motion picture Star Trek the motion picture fan. I would highly recommend that you check this this version out. Um, if nothing else, for the more rich sound and the updated visuals. Okay, I think it could. I think it could make a difference. Same story, but I think the updated stuff could make a difference. Um, I wasn't as. I mean, I really wasn't bored to tears um, watching this. I really wasn't, uh, which is weird. To say out loud, by the way. (laughs) But, you
1: you know, one of the things about, like, buying the DVD or the Blu-ray is that there are all these special features that come with Mm -hmm. it, you know, like Mm -hmm. commentaries and making ofs and Mm behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, is there any of that on, I'm assuming there are special features on this, Director's Edition that's gonna come out. Do you know what any of those are? Because that might be a reason for some people to go out and buy the physical copy. Because you're not gonna get that on Paramount Plus.
0: I, I, you know, that's a great. I have no idea. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, um, lot,
1: lots of times, like deleted scenes would be on the special features of a of a Blu-ray or a DVD.
0: Um, I don't know um, in terms of like what the what that's gonna look like, but one thing. One, I'm
1: sorry, I put you on the spot, buddy.
0: No, no, you're good. You're good. No, one thing. I don't. I don't know um, about that. But like, I'm assuming that with a new edition, they're gonna have like maybe like certainly like a rehash of like some of the old stuff that we, like, is on like the DVD or the other you know versions that are out there but I would hope that there would be updated commentary on like you know this the director's okay, edition
1: right. I'm at memory alpha right now
0: well one, before you say your thing one thing okay. I want to point out real quick um, about this is apart from it being on Paramount Plus um, in May they're going, there's going to be a um, two-day event in May, uh, part of Fathom Events, where on May 22nd and May 25th, where you can watch the Director's Edition in select theaters. So if you want to, like if you don't have Paramount+, Plus and you're listening to this show, for whatever reason you don't have Paramount+, Plus and you want to go check out the Director's Edition, you're like, forget the man, man. I'm going to go watch the film in theaters. You can do it. Just look up Director's Edition on either May 22nd or May 25th at your local theater, see if it's showing, and you can do it that way. Go ahead, Eric.
1: Okay, so special features. There's an audio commentary, a newly recorded vocal commentary track with director Robert Wise, special effects supervisors Douglas Trumbull and John Dykstra, and composer Jerry Goldsmith. Um, There's several documentaries. Phase Two: The Lost Enterprise a documentary which details the the history of star trek phase two the featurette includes test footage and explains how phase two gradually evolved into the motion picture has interviews with major barrett judith reeves and judith and garfield Reeves stevens among others a bold new enterprise a featurette which gives an insight into the creation of the motion picture and then to redirecting the future the documentary which focuses on the making of the enhanced director's edition from the concept which from the concept which Robert Wise approached Paramount with to the creation of the new CGI effects okay. yeah so there That's are cool. so there are some things on here
0: yeah man i mean that that sounds cool that sounds cool so between yeah so between it being already on Paramount Plus, the Fathom Events thing on May twenty second and twenty fifth, and then, you know, the physical media coming out uh, later this year with, you know, this these updated special features. I mean, pick your poison, I suppose. I mean, if if you're if you really want to be a completionist, of course you're gonna get the thing. That's fine. Um, even if you only want this thing, cool. Make sure you have a four K player, otherwise it's gonna be kind of awkward. Ooh um, but anyway, that's that, that's that. So <sighs> Well, before we get out of here, Eric, I, I'm going to slightly disappoint you. We're gonna have a, a, a little bit of fun. Not that we haven't had fun so far, but we're gonna have a little bit of fun before we get out of here and some ongoing fun leading up to uh, one of our next ish episodes. Um, there is no Twitter poll for, for this episode.
1: Dagnabbit. but
0: yeah I know Eric I know you and your dang dag nabbits but there was there was a so we were we were uh, sitting down as a family to, um, to have some fun play some games at the kitchen table um, so I paused it because I was watching in the living room and where I paused it was just pure brilliant timing <laughs> on my own so what, I've, what I'm proposing for the people in Listenerland, okay, our, our esteemed crew, you know, wherever you, you decide to be stationed, whether it's aboard the Vigilant, aboard Lone Star Station, we're putting a call out to the crew to, um, you, know, um, you know, just to, to maybe help us with something. Um, And I'm going to I want to get Eric's help on this as well, Um, specifically memeing something. So (laughs) memeing a particular image, and I'm going to be posting this on all of our social media um, here very, very soon. Um, so you've already heard it. I mean, you've, you've probably already seen it by the time you, you've heard this episode come out. Um, so, it, for those that that um, or for, for just for the sake of it, if you can't see it or just to know what I'm talking about, there's an image of Admiral Kirk. Um, he's being blinded by a light of sorts, Revved up like and he's moves. got his and <laughs> he's got his hands up. So, Eric, I'm putting you on the spot here. I want you to meme this for me.
1: I don't, I'm not good at this sort of thing. Mama always told me not to stare into the eyes of the sun. But, Mama, that's where the fun is. Like the song, Blinded by the Light. <laughs> you know, what do you think about these uniforms? They're terrible, aren't they? Look, man. And they're okay, like shorts. So... He's wearing a short sleeved one here, which is even worse. So. I'm glad these things were gone after this movie.
0: So I asked one of my friends, um, one of my, my cosplay friends, I'm like, which Kirk um, uniform should I get? Cause like I, I like the like the TOS like green wraparound one, you know, where like where you have like the delta like belt kind of thing. It's like the captain's special uniform. Um, it was like that one, this one, or the one that he's in um, at the top of the film. Um, I didn't want to get like the gold, like that's just like everyone does that, right? Like I wanted to get something different, and um, I actually, I mean. Of all the uniforms on the motion picture, I do like the short sleeve one, and I do like his other admiral uniform. But I guess I'm just weird like that. I've, I've thought about like trying to find just this, and just like wearing it as like a shirt sometime. Like I could, I might be able to rock a V neck. I don't like know.
1: Those like weird like health monitor things, like that were giant belt buckles.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> are, like, Let's go. Those are awful. <laughs> and the little watch. I mean, those I are already like got, watch communicators, cool watch. though yeah 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 um let me see if i can let me see if i can meme this let me see if i can meme it um the face you make when someone has been in the bathroom too long and they just step out and you're about to go in i don't know (laughs)
1: When you open the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. So,
0: anyway, right? You've seen um, Pulp Fiction, post- right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm gonna post this picture on all our social media accounts, and um, what what? So what I want y'all to do, if you haven't. So, like, we'll, we'll have this um, kind of go for, for a little bit extra time just, like, to kind of, like, line up, like, the timing of, like, when the image is posted and, like, when, um, when this episode is actually dropping. Uh, it's very time-travel-y stuff. It's weird. Um, and we'll probably put this uh, – we'll probably, you know, come back to, like, what some of the memes were um, at our next um, content episode or or something like that. It'll it'll be a couple weeks before we come back to it. But um, have fun with this, y'all. Have fun with this. Please have fun with this. Um, We reserve the right to um, delete stuff if we deem it inappropriate. And I'm, I'm all about having some good fun. But like, seriously, let's let's try and keep it, you know, appropriate ish. Okay, like no, none of that like if I have to tell you no, don't do it you probably shouldn't do it type of thing so um, just just be cool be cool um, anyway that's it that's it Eric thanks as always man I know this, is, this has been a different kind of kind of episode that we've done man a little different
1: yeah we don't so. we don't talk about the original series enough
0: no no we should probably Eric you know what why don't you pick an episode of the original series and like let's let's work that in like let's let's do that sometime um next month or um or uh, next month or two okay just pick an episode and um and give me a heads up and we'll do it
1: Defin- how's definitely
0: how's that sound okay right. cool
1: spock's, beans Mo- spock's brain.
0: All right. You heard it here, folks. We're doing Spock's brain.
1: Spock's the brain. The turnabout intruder.
0: <laughs> Seriously, just let me know what you want to do, yeah, sure. and um, and, we'll, and we'll make it happen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, man. Cool. Well, as, as usual, my friend, thank you for, for the conversation, for for talking the motion picture with me, the director's edition. And uh, for all of you out there in listener land I hope you all enjoyed this, um, getting our take on a um, – fairly newish um, edition right like it just came out not too long ago um, dropped officially on first contact day by the way april 5th 2022 so uh with that uh thank you so much for for tuning in and uh, listening um with if you um, want to learn more about the show check us out trtvpod.com. Uh learn about the show ways to support the show connecting with us offering up show ideas all throughout um, our web page If you do want to uh, send us a note, like your thoughts, your opinions, um, you know, hey, you're doing a great job, or you guys suck, um, you can do that. Open up Hailing Frequencies to trtvpod at gmail.com. Remember, um, if you do want to send us a voice-only transmission, you can do that, 817-752-4757. There is a three-minute limit, so just watch out or else we're going to get zapped by, you know, V'ger. Uh, we are on all the things at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Pod. Uh, finally, if you want to mail us something like a cool Vulcan necklace that we can just drop and be very, you know, I don't know, pensive about with, that's cool. Lone Star Station, PO Box 2455, Azel, Texas, 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.